How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex with my co-host here, Ryan Moran. And today we're going to take a look at the Jets' 53-man roster. Projections, obviously, some things may change. Um, waiver wire claims and whatnot that just may be looking to fill some uh, maybe spots that have a little bit of a lack of depth or maybe they like a player otherwise. But so far, like I'm looking at the roster and it's pretty good. Like they have a pretty good roster on paper. Um, if the coaching does their job well, I think this team could be very competitive. Um, I think they're about a year away from making the postseason. But right now, I'm very happy with the youth, a nice blend of veteran experience and, uh, and just leadership there. Um, and all together, like this is coming together nicely. If they can stay relatively healthy, uh, this team can definitely surprise some people and at least uh, remain pretty competitive against some better teams. So I'm excited to see what they can do this upcoming year. But Ryan, before we dive into the quarterbacks, we'll start out with the offensive side of the football. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great, Alex. I mean, obviously the you know summer of work in the books between training camp and the preseason and you know, in about 24 hours from now, I mean, Joe Douglas and company are going to have this roster trimmed from 80 to 53 and a lot of tough decisions loom as, as usual with every team, you know, after the preseason. And, you know, I feel pretty good about the 53 that we got here for the Jets and, you know, really excited to see what, uh you know, ends up coming to fruition tomorrow afternoon. Absolutely. So the quarterback position is one that seems to be pretty set, but we all would love Chris Jeveler to actually make the roster, the, the training camp preseason hero. Uh, a couple of big fourth quarter drives against the backups and showcase some really all, honestly awesome athleticism. But um, at the end of the day, you got Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, Mike Way. I don't think that many are going to argue with that. Um, all three of those guys have NFL experience. All three of those guys are capable of taking over if need be. Obviously, Joe Flacco has a lot more experience than White. Um, and Streveler honestly probably ends up on the practice squad or maybe looking for an opportunity elsewhere, maybe heading back to the Canadian Football League. Who knows? Um, but, you know, I'll let you give your take on these three guys pretty penciled in if I if I don't say so myself. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think Zach and Joe especially are locked in. And, you know, with White and Shreveler, I think, you know, Mike White needed that good game yesterday. I think that it was definitely trending in a direction that Shreveler could be taking that QB three spot. But, you know, I think White definitely solidified it yesterday. And Shreveler, I mean, if he can clear waivers, you know, in this scenario, this hypothetical that we have, I mean – I would think that the Jets would 100% prioritize getting him back on the practice squad, but I think you really got to, you know, say that there's going to be at least one team out there who really liked what they saw in him and, you know, in that waiver claim period, you know, after final cutdowns to 53, you know, that a team will probably look to try and poach Traveler if they can. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think another team will probably see his value, maybe throw him on the practice squad or if they really need somebody, but it's just not a lot of NFL experience there. So it's hard to really uh, rely on someone against starters and understand um, what it really takes to beat some of these good teams in the NFL. But the running backs, definitely a little bit more interesting. Brees Hall, Michael Carter, Tevin Coleman. Those are the three RBs uh, that Ryan and I have on the 53-man roster projections. That obviously leaves out Ty Johnson, Zonovan Knight, LaMichael Pirine. Um, definitely some interesting kind of decisions that the team has to make there, but I'll give you, I'll let you give your thoughts. I know you have some, some interesting take on uh Zonovan Knight and maybe where he'll end up. For sure. So, I mean, starting at the top, I think Brees and MC are two guys that everyone is excited about. And I think the reason that I can't really see a fourth running back making it is just because these two guys mm -hmm. are going to take such a bulk of the reps, probably 90%, I would say. And, you know, it just makes it hard. I, I think, you know, Ty Johnson's a guy I like a lot with that speed, but you know, yesterday, I mean, didn't really, you know, do anything to help himself in a big way. Um, I think Zonovan Knight's definitely a practice squad candidate at this point in time. And I think there's a good chance that the Jets can, you know, get him back if he goes through waivers. I mean, as much as we all like him, I think you got to remember this was an undrafted free agent. And, you know, there's definitely a chance that I think he sticks around with the Jets and 
you know, P. Ryan, it's unfortunate. I mean, a recent fourth-round pick, a guy who, you know, showed some good things this preseason, but just falls short here of, you know, what's a very competitive group. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely a competitive group. And the wide receivers, obviously, very competitive. We know Denzel Mims is looking to find his way off the team via trade. you got Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Braxton Berrios, Jeff Smith, and Denzel Mims, who will probably rely, uh, remain on the roster until the Jets ultimately make a decision on whether they will trade him, which I think is probably likely. He had a little bit of a limp injury in this last game. But look, Gray had his first NFL career touchdown. You know, what, are your, what is your take on these guys? Seems like most of them are penciled in as the automatic starters, but Denzel Mims may end up uh, traded and if he does who do you think takes that roster spot calvin jackson maybe or maybe another guy from the free agent market or waiver wires for sure it's a great question i mean like we've said all along i think the top five are basically set in stone and pretty straightforward you know with elijah moore garrett wilson Corey davis braxton barrios and jeff smith i think at this point in time denzel mims definitely you know helped himself yesterday i mean you go out there and post over 100 yards on seven catches and a touchdown you know just show reliability with your hands and everything like that um, ultimately though, I don't think in the next 24 hours, a trade is going to be able to come to fruition. I mean, it, it always could, you never know, but uh, I would lean on, you know, the side of that likely not happening at this point in time. And look, the one undrafted free agent who certainly helped himself throughout, you know, training camp in the preseason was Calvin Jackson, who caught the game winner from Chris Trevor as well as in the Eagle game. So, you know, they definitely had a nice connection that they built this summer. And I think Jackson's a young player with some special teams versatility who, you know, could definitely stick around and keep developing on the practice squad. Absolutely. Yeah. I do think Calvin Jackson has some pretty decent uh, traits and maybe just needs a bit more development so we can make an impact in some way, or at least maybe help out on special teams or find a, a way to contribute there. But for the tight end group, you have Tyler Conklin, CJ Ozoma, and Jeremy Ruckert. Obviously, those are your three guys. Awesome, deep position. I mean, it's it's really impressive to see the Jets really investing in that tight end spot. They are sometimes what makes and breaks a young quarterback having a good tight end security blanket, reliable force. Conklin is a very solid player already has great chemistry with Zach Wilson. Uzoma just went to a super bowl. He knows what it takes. And Rucker, obviously a really solid fourth round pick was dealing with a list Frank injury, but you know, seems to be making his way back and, and definitely can uh, contribute down the road as he continues to develop. Now the tough situation is Lawrence Kaiser, who everybody loves um, Trayvon Wesco. You got Kenny Oboa. Um, but I think Kager definitely is practice squad material. Um, you know, what are your thoughts there on, on those guys? For sure. I think you said it best. And I even touched up on it in my article this morning. I mean, the, for years, the Jets did not even have like a quality starting tight end for crying out loud. And now they have from one to six. I mean, guys who belong on this team and tough decisions, obviously. Kenny Yaboa, I know it's a guy the Jets like, guy with some receiving upside. And I think he, he and Kager both could potentially stick on the practice squad if, you know, they end up getting released here. Trayvon Wesco, I mean, you're looking at a guy who's been with the team since 2019, had a good run, but I just think he falls, you know, short here with Conklin, Uzama, Ruckert, and the last guy I wanted to touch up on, you know, he's kind of like a hybrid running back fullback and, you know, Nick Bowden, a guy who I thought coming into the summer was going to really solidify himself as the fullback for this team, but we really didn't see a whole lot of him in practices and in the preseason, and uh, it's really interesting to see, you know, what's going to happen there between him and Wesco, because they both have that, you know, fullback uh, versatility, so to speak, and you know, but ultimately, I think it's Conklin, Uzama, Ruckert, and they're going to stick with that. I agree. I think it's pretty much situated tight end group. And then the offensive line, definitely a little bit more uh, leeway on the back end of that group. You have George Fant, 
uh, Dwayne Brown, Chuma Adoga, Max Mitchell at the tackle spot. So obviously, Makai Becton going down does not give you uh, the most confidence, but getting Dwayne Brown is a huge smooth over. So I'm very happy about that acquisition. Lakin Tomlinson looked great against the Giants. Elijah Vera Tucker obviously has an unbelievable amount of potential. Connor McGovern, your center, very solid player. Nate Herbig and Dan Feeney. So, you know, that, those two guys, Herbig and Feeney, could be interchanged with another guy off the waiver wire, a free agent. Um, but ultimately, I think that group is pretty much settled. What are your thoughts on the offensive line thus far? 100%. I think another pretty straightforward position group that, you know, what's really going to be important from here now is the starting five meshing and getting time together because there's a lot of moving parts and new faces to this group. And I think right now, you know, Chuma Doga's on the roster just with Connor McDermott's injury. I mean, he's really been penciled in as that third offensive tackle with McDermott's injury about three weeks ago now. And I don't know if he's necessarily a lock. Like, I think if there's a good offensive tackle that becomes available from another team, that it definitely puts Adoga on notice a bit if the Jets look to make an upgrade in terms of the depth. And, you know, having that third tackle allows Max Mitchell, like we said, to really ease in and develop. And, look, the rest of this group definitely has a lot of potential. And Joe Douglas did a good job here. Absolutely did. You know, invested draft capital, free agent money, had some left over to spend in case of injury. And Brown, obviously, he was like, I want to become a Jet. He's like, Jets are nothing. So nice to see that guys actually want to come play for this Jets team, which is pretty awesome considering the last couple of years have been uh, rather disappointing. So, you know, seeing free agents being like, even LaMarcus Joyner, you know, he's like, I would rather be a Jet than play for another team. That's freaking awesome if you're a fan. Um, and knowing just the culture they're building is definitely uh, accumulating and, and, and turning out to be something that is encouraging to players and that they're kind of attracted to. Now, the defensive line heading over to the defensive side of the football uh, at the edge rusher position, we have five players, Carl Lawson, Jermaine Johnson, Jacob Arn, Michael Clemens, and Bryce Huff. There are a couple guys who you know could be on the edge here. I think Bryce Huff definitely is, is a fringe player at this point, but Clemens had a great game against the, the Giants, you know, absolutely destroyed Tyrod Taylor, put him in another dimension. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on that edge group before we dive into the interior guys? Um, I think you have a pretty solid group of, of youngsters there and mixed in with some veterans who can make an impact. For sure. I mean, this defensive line is filled with tough decisions and you're looking at guys who had a strong summer and Bradley and I and Jabari Zuniga really falling short of the cut here. I think, you know, Carl, JJ, Jacob Martin, Michael Clemens are all, you know, easy locks. And I mean, Bryce Huff yesterday with, I think it was 10 pressures, I want to say I saw, and he was certainly active when he came in you know, after they rotated Carl and JFM, Quinn and all the starters out, you know, he came in, you know, his first action because Bryce Huff has missed a lot of time with injury this summer and, you know, really made his impact felt. He's a young pass rusher who I do think should really stick and belong. And, you know, the last edge defender and Benny Curry, I mean, two years in a row, it's unfortunate, but over 30 years old and just, you know, really hasn't been active, you know, hasn't uh, been available. And, you know, with the debt that's been built in place over the last offseason or two here, you know, just ends up getting caught in a numbers game. Yeah, absolutely. And then you look at the interior of that line. Um, you got Quinton Williams, of course, John Franklin Myers, Solomon Thomas, Sheldon Rankins, Jonathan Marshall. And then you have Tanzel Smart, who everyone really likes, uh, heading over to the practice squad. But that seems like a pretty good group, mixture of some young guys. Obviously, Franklin Myers uh, signed a contract extension, uh, Rankins and Marshall. I, I'm very curious to see how this uh, this group actually stands up. And, and, and you know, I, I want to see if they can actually provide good run defense. Like, that's the big thing for them. Uh, the pass rush, you know they have. You know JFK, JFM and you know Quinn Williams are going to be good pass rushers, but can they stop the run effectively? That's what I'm going to be watching closely this upcoming season. What are your thoughts on that uh, that interior defensive line group? For sure. I think the headliner here is that Jonathan Marshall sticks, and he really should just based on the athletic upside and really some of the glimpses he's shown in the last two preseason games. You know, Tanzel Smart, Nathan Shepard are really the tough ones to let go of here. Um, 
think Smart could potentially stick on the practice squad. And I guess the last noteworthy point is that Sheldon Rankins has missed a lot of time in the last two, three weeks. And I wonder if they could potentially open up a roster spot if they designate him to some injured reserve list. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Smart definitely is an interesting player uh, that the Jets may be able to utilize down the road if any injuries do occur. But looking over the linebacker group, this has become a little bit more of a, a cemented situation as we've seen as preseason kind of unfolds. C.J. Mosley obviously is your number one. Um, and then you have Quan Alexander, who's really stood out, actually. against the Giants, they look great. They're absolutely obliterated um, Antonio Williams. It looked like a – I don't even – it looked like he was in a Mario game. He just went crazy, almost like the bananas kept like falling out of him. Collect the bananas after he got hit so hard. Quincy Williams, Jamie and Sherwood, Del Sean Phillips. So um, Hassan Nasraldine um, does not make the cut, but does have you know some practice squad availability. So maybe he ends up there. Um, and I think you have a, a good point on Del Sean Phillips in terms of his special team value that really pushes him over the edge. For sure. I mean, when you're talking about the bottom of the barrel, these position groups offensively and defensively, I mean, being able to contribute on special teams like we've talked about with Mims, you know, over and over. And Delshawn Phillips last year was arguably the best special team the Jets had. And, you know, I think in this scenario, it's tough. I mean, Homs is the lone 2021 draft pick to not make our final cut here, but I don't think he necessarily showed enough. Like, I think, like you said, Quan certainly stood out in his limited time so far. And, Sherwood's a guy who from year one to year two, I think we've really seen, you know, show some glimpses of his own progress and what he can be in the box. So those five, I think, give the Jets, you know, something to feel good enough about. Yeah, and then looking over the secondary, we'll start out with cornerback here. This is a position the Jets have done a tremendous job. You kind of had to, like, just watch a crappy secondary last year so we could get to the good part. Um, obviously, adding Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed to this group is is absolutely phenomenal. Sauce. Um, they made him work for it, and I appreciate that, and I think he respects that as well. Very confident player. He looked pretty solid during the preseason, so excited to see his development. DJ Reed, obviously you're going to be a guy that can you know help cover those top uh, receivers right off the bat, but I think Sauce ends up becoming that guy, of course, down the road. Michael Carter the second. You have your nickel corner there. Very good player, making some uh, progress, steps forward. Development is going well, so you'd like to see that from him. Uh, Bryce Hall, Brandon Eccles. Javelin Gidry and Justin Hardy make the team. Isaiah Dunn, Rashad, Wild Goose are designated to the practice squad in this instance. So very deep cornerback group. I'm very happy with the players they have on file here. Um, and I think they're going into the season with a very deep and a very healthy and, and honestly talented group of players. For sure. I mean, seven obviously stick here, which is a lot. But once again, similar to Delshawn Phillips, I mean, just the special teams value. I mean, Justin Hardy's a core piece to Brand Boyer's unit. And, you know, ultimately he does belong with that. And, I think the top six, I mean, the Jets already had a young established, you know, like core of players who surpassed expectations as year one and year two players last year. And, and now they're in depth roles. Obviously you come into this off season and, you know, you, you're able to acquire both sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. I mean, you know, to have Bryce Hall, Brandon Eccles, Javelin Gidry as backup players. And like you said, MT, MC two in the slot, you know, showed some, you know, good playmaking ability yesterday. I mean, it's a group from top to bottom that you can feel good about and should be vastly improved compared to last year. Absolutely. Then you look at the, the safety position. You have Jordan Whitehead, LaMarcus Joyner, Jason Pinnock, and Will Parks, Ashton Davis, and Tony Adams designated to the PS practice squad. Ashton Davis, as I've said, I do not like him as a player. I think he is just fast. I do not think he is a good tackler, and I don't think he really uh, plays that free safety role altogether that well. Um, he'd be great in a, on a track team, but that's why he heads to the practice squad in this instance. Uh, Pinnock is you know, definitely competing there. Joyner, your veteran, um, and Parks made some good, decent plays. 
this preseason. Um, what are your thoughts on the safety position? I think that's also a position that has a good blend of youth and uh, veteran experience, but also uh, some guys that can really make an impact on this team. For sure. I think the, you know, key one is obviously that fourth role between Parks and Davis that I think you just got to say Parks took it, you know, even though Davis is a recent third round draft pick with, like you said, great athletic ability and that gives him potential, but you know, you got to put it together, you know, in order to live up to that potential. And I think Will Parks, just the, the toughness, the physicality, the mindset, you know, the experience that he brings. I mean, to me, he should even really have a role in this defense. I, I think he showed a lot this summer in training camp in the preseason. And, you know, the first three guys are all pr- pretty straightforward box. Absolutely. So rounding it all out with a special teams group, you have Greg Zerline. Uh, he obviously wins that kicker battle. Uh, Brandon, Ma- Braden Mann and Thomas Hennessy. Um, as your long snapper all set to go. So, you know, this, this team definitely has a lot of depth. There's not many positions that I can really point out to say, um, you know, they don't have what it takes to be very good. I think that maybe a little bit more depth at the guard spot uh, and tackle, maybe, I don't know, Chuma Doga, maybe you replace him. But again, like, I don't think it's necessary altogether. Tight end looks good. Receiver looks good. Running back. This is a team that has a lot of really good players. I think the weakest spot is probably linebacker. If you're looking at LB2 and beyond, Quan Alexander, solid player, but he's pretty much, uh, you know, non-existent in coverage. He misses some tackles every now and then we'll see if he can hold up um, as a starter on this team. If he does earn that role over Quincy Williams. So, uh, you know, they have a couple days to make decisions here, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, excited about this squad to see the development of the youngsters and the leadership of some of these veterans. Um, you know, what, what, what is your final thoughts about this roster as a, as a whole? Do you think they are going to be making some moves in the wire wire waiver wire claims? For sure. I think you said it best there, Alex. I mean, the few positions to really look at in my opinion over the next 48 hours, I think, if they trade Mims, potentially a six receiver, like we said, I think, you know, potentially looking for an upgrade over Chuma Doga as your swing tackle, you know, it's definitely a position to keep an eye on. I think the tackle, like we've said, stopping the run is definitely an unknown with this team. And, you know, it, like I said, especially if Sheldon Rankins, you know, he, he hasn't really practiced or played in any preseason games over the last couple of weeks, you know, you could potentially be looking at that. And I think lastly, maybe a safety possibly, but again, I think Will Parks really solidified himself well. So, Overall, I mean, it's definitely, you know, not perfect, but it's a much improved Jets team going in 2022 here. Absolutely, guys. If you have any other thoughts, perspectives, maybe players you think should make the roster, I'm always happy to hear your opinions below in the YouTube comments. We appreciate uh, that contribution as always. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode.